it's an interesting, you know, people also are happy to hear good news. And, and they like the fact that this mega company wants to work with this very small Dutch company and to, to create something that, that has a, a positive message. Welcome to another episode of Communicating Purpose. I'm John Higginson, and I believe that the best way to get a message across clearly is by talking about something you honestly and passionately believe in. By doing so, you bring people with you. Your passion becomes theirs, and I call this the power of purpose. Today, I'm joined by Bert Vanson, founder of Mud Jeans. Mud are the world's first and only circular denim brand, producing jeans that are using recycled cotton and granting customers the option to lease or buy their jeans. But founded Mud following a career in fashion as CEO of clothing manufacturers Sahinna and Leomil. In the last six years, Mud has saved more than 65,000 pairs of jeans from landfill. Their denim is made from 40% recycled cotton. And once the customer is finished with their, their jeans, Mud asks them to re- return them uh, where the material is repurposed into a new pair of jeans. I'm recording this podcast from my home in Blackheath. But Tell us about where you are right now. Good afternoon. I'm, I'm on the on the coast, the north part of Holland. It's a small city called uh, Bergen. I'm not going to say it's one of the most beautiful spots because then people will come here. It's, it's very, <laughs> very, very nice place to be. It's, it's, uh, I bike to my sailing club on the beach in 15 minutes. So I'm a happy man. Great, great, great. Well, I love it. But don't tell anybody this. We won't tell anyone about it. Um, well, I love I love Amsterdam. We've got a couple of uh, clients in Amsterdam, Plastic Soup Foundation, among amongst them. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I and I go over there <laughs> as much as I can. So, just tell us a well, bit. We about just you. had the, the yeah. we just had the Plastic Soup Surfer coming to you in London. Yes. Did you see him? Yes. You have to interview yeah. him. Actually, he's yeah. a much more interesting guy to interview. I would well, say. Well, let's <laughs> see. Let's see. Tell tell okay. us about your journey, but tell us about your journey to. Uh, um, of how you got to where you are today. Oof, that's a long story. Now, I, I started as a young boy already in the, in the garment industry. And I've seen it grown in my life from something where you made beautiful clothes to look good and to uh, to be protected. And, and this slowly came in the 40 years I've been in it. I've seen it going to this horrible fast fashion industry that makes clothes of low quality uh, with with not taking care of people and using lots of toxic material in it. And it's just only part of it. And um, that's not a good thing. So that's why I started Mudgeens and tried to change things. Or at least show that things could be done differently. Yeah. Now, now, leasing clothing. That's the short version. That's the short version, yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to try and yeah. get a bit more out, out of you in there. Okay. Now, now, leasing is a is a novel way of, of, of purchasing jeans by any means. I mean, how, yeah. how do you get that communications message across? Uh, that's very complicated. Well, maybe I should first ex- explain why we started that. We, I started this company 11 years ago, and we think that... Um, uh, jeans and cotton should be recycled. So uh, we are talking about post-consumer waste. Huh? There's a very big difference between 
pre-consumer waste and post-consumer waste. I will not repeat this, but that's that's important. So we use old genes in our new genes. If you say that and you want to do that, then you need a certain flow of return, logistic returns yeah. in old genes to get started and to get the machines rolling to, to shred your old genes and make new yarn out of that. So how do you get your old genes back? Uh, one is a deposit, so people get 10 euro deposits when they send back their old genes. Yeah. And when we started, we only wanted to have our organic cotton mud jeans back, but that was too small. So we opened up for other brands, people wearing other brands to send them back their jeans. At least we needed 95% cotton in it. So if you have a pair of jeans made of a lot of polyester, we can't do much with it. In the circular economy, you want to create a mono stream of materials. So that's one way to get your old jeans back. But we thought it would be more fun to really dive deeper and think about our consumers as, as our ambassadors and as our our friends and saying, you know, you can use our genes, but we remain the owner of the, the raw material and you have to send them back after use. And that, that's where the leasing system started. In the beginning, we had a very complicated system. We, we've been redoing it over the years and now it's a simple system actually you pay 12 times and, and after that you can keep it longer because we do not want to push fast fashion because jeans mostly go longer than one year but the idea is to 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 have a connection with your customer and say listen we're both into this we need your old jeans back and we are going to do something intelligent with them we are going to recycle them and use the yarn again yeah so that's where it all started yeah. I think does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm just going to explain one of those points you've made there because I'm I'm sure not everyone yeah. realizes that um, when you get those tight fitting jeans, um, mm -hmm. largely it is plastic. It's a it's a um, plastic material that is making them stretchy. So have a look at the jeans that you've got. If there's any stretch in them whatsoever, it's because it's being mixed with plastic. And it makes it very difficult to um, recycle, as, as, as Bert's just said there. And we know that more than 50% of all clothing now is made out of plastic. It's, it's uh, polyester and various elastazine, all these different things. Uh, it, is, Horrific, it, yeah. is, it is the fossil <laughs> fuel industry finding a new, a new route to, to sell. And, it's, and they're turning it into the clothing that we're all wearing. So... Have a look at those labels sticking on the side. It will it will it will scare some of you the amount of plastic that is in clothing that you actually think is is is, is cotton, like like jeans. Um, why is it that the fact you're well informed, Jeff? <laughs> well, we've got lots of plastic clients. Uh, we've got lots of lots of lots of plastic clients. So it's a real uh, it's it, it, it it's an area that I'm gaining more and more uh, knowledge on. But 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 you learn more every day. So why is the fashion industry so behind on sustainability when compared to other industries? That's a good question. I, I actually thought that when I started this company that I would be able to stop after five years because then everybody would have copied me. But that didn't happen. We're still here, 10 years, 11 years later. So it's still necessary to be a front runner and to show the world that you can recycle clothing and that you can make jeans in a proper way and that you can pay people a proper salary to make them for you and the list is long if you read our 78 page sustainability report you will see all our secrets because we have no secrets we want to be ultra transparent why is the industry so behind i think there's many reasons but one of them uh, people are used to make quick wins 
If you if you start a brand, you make a, a nice collection and you buy it very cheaply in one of the countries where you can uh, make, find makers like, like Bangladesh and Pakistan and India, um, you can become very quickly rich with that because you know the, the real cost has not been paid on the on the on the beginning on, on the on the source. And in the end, if your marketing is good, you can sell anything. And most of the consumers don't really care too much, although that is changing a little bit. There's hope. But um, I think that's one of the reasons why the, the the industry is so stubborn. And if you take the big ones, you know, Mr. Ortega from Zara, he's got $98 billion on his bank account. You might say that could be enough, but apparently it isn't. So I don't, it, it has to do with greed, I'm afraid. And... Like you said, the fossil fuel industry wants to sell their stuff. And consumption has has dramatically gone up of clothing the last 15 years, more than 60%, I believe. All those things are happening and we all know that it's, it's not necessary. Of course, you want to look good and you want to wear something that makes you smile and be, be attractive. It's very human. But but marketing of other brands, of brands clothing has been so, so strong that it's it's a mega win business i mean win on the side of yeah. on the, the west part side let's say yeah and, and and it's really about decoupling new with looking good isn't it because yeah. because uh, th there's a big difference between just having new clothing yeah. and having good clothing uh good 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 clothing that lasts absolutely and uh, yeah yeah uh, you, you can buy very cheaply a pair of jeans but you can also say maybe i, I buy one pair of jeans of high quality which will last very long and enjoy that and, and, and enjoy also the feeling of, of having something beautiful and, and quality like that's gone a little bit. I think also that social media doesn't really help where the pressure, the peer pressure is very strong to have all the time something new on your feed from your Insta account and things like that it won't really help us, I think. And uh, there's even now this invention of ultra fast fashion where companies are able to react with algorithms in three days, produce what's hot on on, uh, on the socials, which of course is is not helping. I think it's not a very wise way to tell, to do. Tell us about some of the media that that uh, you read and watch yourself. Are you a big uh, social media fan, or or how do you how do you get news? How do you how do you learn about the world? <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, that's a dilemma. We have in our company we want to be we are a b corp a benefit corporation yes. we want to so are we as sorry? well so so are we as well by the way it's a great great movement yeah, yeah. i i like it a lot and, and it means also that you have to base in your your statues that you say hey you know uh, you want to be a company and you want to make money but not at all cost yeah. um and and social media is something I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma, for instance, that documentary. Yes, that that's been sticking in my mind yes. a lot, and and uh, the whole idea behind social media isn't something that I really um, connect with. Yeah. Let's say because uh, if you want to do something right and you want to make the right jeans, do I want to bother you with with uh, advertisements on on your social media? I have to because I have to find you, and you have to find me, and we have to try to yeah. get connected and it is a way to get connected but mm -hmm. the whole system behind it doesn't make me feel good so for me 
I don't have TikTok, although I should. I think everybody says we should start advertising on TikTok. Uh, we don't at the moment. We might. Yeah. We use Insta a lot because I think that's more or less sort of okay, yeah. uh, if you may. Yeah. And we have a good good influencers there. We, we work with people, of course. So, But I, I myself, I'm an old man, Joe. I, I, I'm not, not so I've old. not been grown up with socials. Sorry? Not so old. Um, young, younger, <laughs> but, younger but, you know, as well, I'm sure. So, so, so I hope so. So, so, how about yourself? Do you do you watch TV? Do you is there a particular newspaper that you read? Is there any uh, mag- yeah. magazines in, or shows in Holland? Uh, yeah, I, I I watch TV. I watch the eight o'clock yeah. news. Um, I um, I read NRC in Holland. You might not know that, but that's that's a quality paper. Yeah. Which I read once a week because it's a Saturday morning yeah. and com- compile uh, compilation of the, of the weekly news. And I, when I drive my car, I like to listen to to the radio, also to BBC, but also to the the Dutch talk shows yeah. where there's a lot of information. I think well done. And I'm I'm a member of um, Follow the Money. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know them. But yeah. These these are really guys that go to the bottom of things, which I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I support them. It's a very free uh, movement of journalists, which I think we should all support because it's hard to be a journalist these days, I think. So follow the money is something I, I really admire what they do. Yeah, well, I, yeah things like that. I think that's why um, podcasts have, uh, have particularly become popular because it's almost an yeah. antithesis to the... 10 seconds of TikTok that you've got in order to, you know, gain someone's yeah, interest. Yeah, and true. actually, yes. uh, people are thinking, actually, I want to spend a bit more time on a subject. I want to go a bit more in depth and, uh, yeah. and doing it in the, in the sound format where you can actually still look around, you can go on a nice walk, you can still look at nature. But, you know, hopefully, uh, some of our listeners yeah. will be Walking around in nature when they're listening to uh, this 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 podcast that we're recording right now. I hope so too. Yeah, I also listen to a lot of podcasts, also the ones that I've been doing. A World from Scratch is a nice one from a, a girl from Holland. Uh, she she has a lot of nice. I did a lot of actually. I've been finding good podcasts because people like you invited me to it. So it's more the other way around. That's it. But that's also good. I think. Great. Right? Tell tell us about. A, one of your big communications wins, because this this is a podcast in large in, in large places for people in the communications. T- tell us about a win that, that Munt had. In the eleven years that we've been doing this, we have we've had some really nice highlights. Mm-hmm. One was, of course, the beginning, the launch of Lisa Jeans, because in the denim world, everything has been done. Yeah. Except for leasing jeans, so there, there was a, oh, that's great. we were there was a lucky shot because um, as a small company when you start that so, suddenly the whole world thumbles over yeah. to hear your story about leasing jeans, yeah. which I thought wasn't that special, but apparently it was special. If, if, so if we, we first, were having articles. Yeah, if, if it, it is the first. first yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So so Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I mean, imagine you start a small company. And the and the Wall Street Journal calls you to have to do a full item about your your company, which is of course what you wish for. So that was a, really a, a lucky shot that that people really and it, I think it was also the right moment. Was it in the start of the sharing economy? Airbnb started, Uber, all those things were peer B. So we were sort of in the whole wave of of this this sharing economy thing. So that's nice. That was a good one. 
Um, we did the collaboration with uh, Sea Shepherd, for instance, which I which I like a lot because what they do, they're really daredevils, and what they do is, is really admirable. And, and actually, I also learned a lot about the whole fishing industry. I, I didn't know much about it, I must say. Did you know that half of the plastics in the oceans is from from fish nets that they just drop? I had heard that, yeah, and, and, is, and I, from the boats as well. I didn't I've know had, I've had Captain uh, Watson yeah. on, who is the founder of Sea Shepherd. He's, oh, okay. he's wow. been on to um, this, this, this podcast, yeah. Well, so I, I admire them a lot, and to work together with them and create a collection for Sea Shepherd with their logos was really great. On the other hand, we had some customers in Germany there. They're not always like, they're really like activists, so it also was tricky for us. But we did some fantastic things that brought boats to to fairs where we were, we were showing our collection. So that was, I think, a good shot. And, and lately, we've been working together and this was also uh, very nice. I think three years ago, we were contacted by uh, a small Swedish furniture company called uh, IKEA, <laughs> and they uh, they asked us to 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 they they want to become circular in twenty thirty, which which uh, honestly it's really written down and and signed. I, have, I, I haven't and they heard said, of you them. are circular. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll get big one day but, with your help. That it's it's nice because they 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 told me one of their challenges is that they sell 2D, and when they take back things because they want to take back things and start recycling it it's in 3D, so imagine uh, I can imagine that's quite a challenge. But anyhow, so we started working with them on the on the clip-on cover. Do you know the clip-on? Uh, I think we sell it in the UK also. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Do you know the clip-on the the two-seater coach? Oh couch? yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Every student had yes. one. And we made a, a, a denim 40% post-consumer waste uh, cover Great. for this. It took us three years to develop this, and, and we needed somebody inside IKEA to really put his, shoulder, his shoulders under it to, to, to keep on going with all the process because it was really hard. But then, yeah, after all the audits and all the lab tests and all you cannot imagine, we, we were ready to, to ship the first lot of uh, covers. And when we shipped it, we did a really nice marketing campaign together with them. And there again, as a small company, when, when this company puts its marketing machine behind it, you, you don't know what's happening. It's really not. We were in all the papers everywhere because it's a it's an interesting, you know, people also are happy to hear good news. And, and they like the fact that this mega company wants to work with this very small Dutch company and to, to create something that, that has a, a, a positive message and, and, a, and a story behind it and where yeah. the people now, the, the, the customers from Ikea can bring their old jeans and we recycle them for them and yeah. we make these covers. And the second thing is also very interesting. We found out and they found out that normally they sell their covers at, at max 39 euros. I think it's similar to... to uh, okay. yeah. And this one was 99 euros. You know, we said we can't make it cheaper yeah. because we do all this. We know we use yeah. non-toxic indigo, we wash with the uh, ozone. We, uh, you know, you name it. So it's a different price level. Yeah. And they were very scared to do this, but actually, what we found out is that it's a bestseller for them, not only in quantity but also, of course, in in uh, money wise. Wow. And um, and they just keep on repeating it. So we started off with I think seven countries with them. Yeah. Today we deliver to ten com- countries. Sweden joined in. The USA is going to follow. And for us, this was the UK? fantastic. Because Are you in the UK yet? Yeah, the UK is, is selling them as well, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. 
if I'm not well, mistaken. Look, yeah, I think so. That's a great story. And, and the good thing was that maybe I should add on this that that um, we were we were ordering like ten or twenty thousand meters from our supplier in, in Valencia, where we do the recycling and, and the denim, and suddenly we could give these guys an order of one hundred thousand yards. And the price goes down, the quality becomes better, everything goes smoother if you because it's a volume driven yeah. business at that I mean. We need volume to yeah. to 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 turn it around and to make it work. Great. Sorry, no, keep on talking. No, no, no that's fine. Uh, people, <laughs> people are crying out for those positive stories, aren't they? And I think that's um, that's yeah, what that shows true. there. But that's the best way of marketing, you know. We we've been very often been challenged like, you know, this company is doing this, it's greenwashing, shouldn't you react on this? Yeah. And I've always been of the the idea that we that's not our role. Yeah. We should not frame others, and we should just send our positive message, and and that's it. That's all we can do. I right. think. Have um, you have you had any big failures along the way that you're willing to talk about in those twelve years? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, it's it's one big failure. This whole thing it cost a lot of money. It was big investment. I, I I thought that I could. I sold the company before I start, started this. And uh, I thought that I would be break even or EBITDA positive after a few years, but it just kept on going to invest money. So right. it was more more money consuming than I, I had thought in the beginning. And and the Lisa jeans concept is also something that has a lot of, uh, and that's also why we are not copied yet, mm-hmm. has a lot of uh, challenges because first of all, I, I as a company, I have to, pay for the jeans from my supplier i have to ship it to you i have to pay the taxes uh everything and you start just with your 10 euros paying so after six or seven months i'm only going to be break even so that makes it very challenging liquidity wise and secondly the whole back office of uh of of your payments and everything coming in has to be connected in your in your um, bookkeeping and that's that's very very complicated, much more complicated than I would have thought. So we had to stop after half year because my friends were calling me. They had leased the jeans from us, and they said, "Bert, you're a nice guy, but you don't take any money from my account, so it's not not going to last long." So we had really had to figure. out, We were just launching it without realizing what the whole background hassle would be. And uh, okay, it took some time, but we settled. And now we have some good software that that does it all for us. Yeah. But that was a big challenge and a big failure to just start like that. But anyhow, then are you, are you okay. in are you in profit now? You're a healthy business now. No, we we were break even uh, before COVID, and COVID helped us to grow a little bit. But after that, we had a big dip because I think you know uh, consumers with the war and everything are a little bit less, let's say, buying green, maybe. Uh, people with their electricity bill and everything have other sorrows at the moment, and, and the whole thing is is a little bit difficult at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you had one piece of uh, advice for yourself at the start of your career, what what would that be? <laughs> Never going to, into the garment yeah. business. <laughs> well, but Bert Van Son. Um, that's a big advice. Right, thank you of Mud Jeans. Thank you very much for uh, your time speaking to me. John Higginson on Communicating Purpose, produced this week by Joe Leonard Waters. Thanks a lot. Indeed.